everybody and welcome back to Muddling Through. Today we are recording the first episode of season three after what was a slightly longer break than we had anticipated but we are back and we are ready to get back into things. So we thought we would give you a wee rundown of what has been going on in our lives during the how long? Three months. Bloody hell. Almost three months. Three months um, break. So on my side, I have moved to Edinburgh. Oh, woohoo! <laughs> so me and Charlotte are recording this from a new flat. So that's fun, and we are glad to be back in the same place. I have also started a new job. I'm now into week... We'll be starting on Monday, I think, into week eight. Not that I'm counting. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's been a lot. So I think we've just been super busy, like, moving in and getting settled and things like that. But it has been wonderful so far. And Charlotte? Yeah, I've been trying to rack my brain for the last five minutes. Like, what am I going to tell everyone that's really interesting that I've been doing? Same as Antonia. I started my new job, um, how many weeks has it been? I think 12. <laughs> In fact, I know it's been 12 weeks of ticking them off slowly. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Kidding, not kidding, lol. Um, yeah, so I started my new job, yeah, literally about three months ago, and it has been um, quite all-consuming. So we've just like, not really had time to do the podcast, and then obviously we were getting so many messages being like, when is the podcast coming back? <laughs> Uh, so we thought, you know what, we need to get like a good creative spark back, get it going again. So sorry about our little brief hiatus. Do you know what? I love the word hiatus. And I only learned what it meant like two weeks ago. And now I keep dropping it into conversation with people. So they think I'm smart. It's embarrassing that you didn't know what that meant. I know. But it's good that you're now using it. Yeah. It's also embarrassing that I'm admitting that I didn't yeah. know what it meant. Yeah. But it's a safe space. It's a safe it's space. A safe space. Welcome no back to the podcast. Uh, but yeah, I'm very excited that Antonia is here in Edinburgh. We get to spend a lot more time together now. We're currently looking at each other lovingly in the <laughs> eyes. It's a very sweet moment. Um, yeah. And that's about all that's been going on. Both of, our, both of our birthdays have been. We're now both 23. Wise and mature. Wise and mature. Even more wise and mature than we were before. Yeah. The advice in season three, I think, is going to be even... It's going to be a higher brow. <laughs> Does that make sense? No. <laughs> it's going to be even better because we are wise. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah, we just actually had a lovely weekend mm-hmm. together this weekend, didn't we? Mm-hmm. We went boozy pottery painting yesterday, which was actually so much fun. It was so fun. Although, guys, Antonia got scammed. Okay. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, did I? <laughs> no, so we both did plates, but hers was like a square plate and mine was like a round plate. And mine was £15. And yours was what? 26? 26. I was about spewing. Oh. 26 for my own blood, sweat and tears. But you know what? I will say, I think it's going to look pretty good. It, I think it's going to look mm. stunning. We can put up some, some pictures of our little doodles on um, on the Instagram page when they are finished being killed. Um, but yeah, so we went to doodles yesterday to do boozy pottery painting. And then we went out for drinks. And then we went out for dinner at Baba, which is delicious if you live in Edinburgh or you're here to visit mm, or whatever, then so good. Definitely um, give it a go. So we had a very wholesome weekend, which has been a nice break from, from work. Yeah. So we're back, ready to rock and roll with today's episode. So Charlotte, give us a wee rundown of what we're going to speak about. So we actually thought we would speak about just feeling a bit shit, to be honest, and kind of the change of seasons and how everyone's moods are kind of been a bit different. And we wanted to speak a bit about seasonal affective disorder and the impact of that and how we can kind of combat them as well, because it is something that 
a lot more people than you think have and we thought it was an important thing to address so yeah we hope you all enjoy so obviously we're not going to try and pinpoint pinpoint why anybody feels shit because obviously we have no idea what's going on behind closed doors or in anybody's life and everyone's kind of fighting their own battles but we just wanted to acknowledge that especially recently having spoken to family and friends and catching up with people there seems to have been like a big shift in mood and in my opinion not not in a good way to be mm-hmm. honest everybody kind of just you know you usually ask like, oh how are you and they're like yeah good how are you I feel like everyone's been like just a bit meh just feel a bit crap Mm -hmm. and I think it's hard as well because everybody thinks it's just them and the more people you speak to you're like oh my god everybody feels so rubbish so again obviously as per usual we're just here to remind you that you are not alone yep absolutely um so we actually did a wee poll on our instagram as we love to do um to check in and see how everyone's been feeling and the poll showed that 55 percent of people were either feeling great or not too bad a small proportion of that was great um and 45 percent of people said they were either feeling a bit met or not good so that's actually a huge amount of people saying that they aren't feeling very good right now yeah that's ha- like almost half yeah mm-hmm. so how have you been feeling charlotte i'm not gonna lie i feel like i've been on an emotional roller coaster <laughs> recently sometimes i feel good sometimes i feel really bad but i feel like overall i'm just a bit meh i feel like that's just the the way to describe it. I just feel like really uncreative, like just a bit dull. Me and Antonia have discussed this a few times recently as well. I feel like I'm losing my personality mm-hmm. a little bit. And that sounds bad, not that work is completely taking over my life, but I just feel like I don't have anything interesting to say sometimes and then I panic about not having anything interesting to say and then I get myself in this hole of being like, oh my gosh, I'm so boring. Um, so yeah I've just been feeling a little bit low and then I definitely don't deal very well with the darkness and now that it's kind of coming into November I mean in a weird kind of way I feel like I'm quite lucky because my birthday's in November so I always have something to look forward to and it was my dad's 50th this year so we had like a big like birthday bash and like it was fun Um, I feel like for the rest of November I'm always like it's dark there's nothing to look forward to Christmas is still kind of far away and I don't know it's horrible especially now working and working from home unless you go out during the day which you usually don't have time to do you wake up it's dark you have like an like hours of light in the day when you're inside and then as soon as you finish work it's dark again and I I don't like the darkness (laughs) I could complain about this all day but um yeah I just feel like a few people have been feeling the same way but how are you feeling yeah, very much the same. I feel like my emotions are all over the place right now. I think what you said about a roller coaster, that is definitely how mm-hmm. I feel as well. I've, I've been crying all the time. I cry all the time. I've just um, moved in with my boyfriend. And I'm like, oh my God, have you ever seen anybody cry? <laughs> Do you still want to live with me? <laughs> I'm a blubbering mess. <laughs> Literally me. And that that's another thing. Like I think because I have been feeling so shitty, like you do start to worry that you're not very nice person to be around or a very fun person to be around or like you don't really have much to contribute to conversation things like that so I think like me and you have both been saying that we kind of need to get ourselves in check a bit more and focus on ourselves a bit more and put time aside for ourselves so that we can be happy (laughs) (laughs) so we can be happy beans again but um yeah I totally agree it's like just 
just have no motivation even to like to exercise like I can't remember the last time I did any exercise honestly like during the week I do like 2,000 steps a day it's hideous and then the weekends like sometimes I'll go for a big walk and I do like 10,000 steps and I'm like woo I'm like not that like I would exercise loads usually but it does actually really help your like mental health and whatever to just like go for like a big walk every day or like go to the gym or like whatever you want to do and I just I have no motivation to be active I have no motivation to be creative just have no motivation this is also I want to clarify this is not meant to be a oh like woe is me podcast and it's not meant to be like a depressing podcast either but we thought we'd have a chat about it and you know just try and pull ourselves out of the kind of rut mm-hmm. in the hopes that it might help somebody else pull themselves out of rut as well so we wanted to speak about some reasons why we might be feeling like this and one thing I kind of thought of is a post-COVID like anticlimax almost. So don't get me wrong, I absolutely love being out of lockdown, as does everyone else. See your friends, see your family, you can hug people, it's great, and everything obviously feels a lot more normal now. But I also feel like the way that we all spoke about post-COVID life during lockdown has been one of our kind of biggest downfalls. Because especially like myself, I built up such an expectation mm-hmm. of how life was going to be and how I was going to be as a person and basically just set myself up for a fall. Like I thought I was going to become so spontaneous and like want to go on like every night out there was and visit so many new countries and I was like, I'm going to be so clever, I'm going to learn a new <laughs> language and I'm just going to be like thriving at life. And then having kind of come out of COVID and like a lot of things not having changed... I feel like I've guilt-tripped myself into just feeling like I've failed. And it's not that you've failed. It's not a bad thing that nothing has changed. But I think we all put so much pressure on ourselves that everything was going to be wonderful. And then I feel like as well, because lockdown kind of eased so slowly, it wasn't like one day when everyone was like, oh my God, woo, we can do all this stuff. Like even to go on holiday is still like an absolute logistical nightmare that mm-hmm. it's not relaxing it's not fun and yeah I just I don't know why I thought I was gonna come out and be like this new fun bubbly amazing human and I feel like I've failed myself and I feel like a lot of people feel the same yeah that's actually such an interesting point I had never thought about it like that but I guess yeah the headspace that we were all in during lockdown is almost like a version of how you feel on new year's eve and you're like oh next year I'm gonna be this person it's like the same kind of thing but on steroids and obviously that just doesn't happen and I think like now obviously things are a lot more back to normal but we still aren't fully fully back to normal so we're doing all of the things that we maybe don't enjoy as much like having to go to work and having to have responsibilities and be an adult and whatever but we're not getting to maybe go on holiday with our friends or like me and Charlotte were supposed to go to Amsterdam in a couple of weeks and they've gone back into lockdown so that's something that we were looking forward to and we're not able to do that so, like, it does feel like the balance is kind of off a bit. Yeah, there's so many, like, variables to account for. Or even, I think, I kind of thought when we came out of COVID, I'd have loads of spare time. Mm. And the way, like, timings have worked out, I feel like we both kind of went straight into jobs when things did properly relax as well. And then now I don't even have any spare time to, you know, be my new spontaneous <laughs> self. And then, again, you just get in this rut of being like, I'm so boring, I have nothing to do everybody else is having so much fun but a, a lot of people do feel like this so yeah I don't know I feel like it's a 
It's a weird one. Yeah, and this kind of easing of restrictions and coming out of COVID and this post-COVID anti-climax has come at the same time of, as the changing of seasons, which I know that a lot of people find quite difficult when, you know, the days get shorter and there's not as much natural light and you maybe feel like that is having quite an impact on the way that you are feeling personally. Um, And there is actually a term for this. It's called seasonal affective disorder or SAD as you probably know it. So SAD is a type of depression that you experience during particular seasons or times of the year and it can cause you to feel low, um, change your sleeping pattern, you might feel changes in your appetite, um, reduced motivation, and just a general change in your mood, which obviously impacts the way you feel and your day-to-day life. And a YouGov study found that one in three people in the UK suffer from SAD, so it is quite prolific and a lot of people do experience these symptoms. Um, But it's actually quite interesting because it wasn't a recognised medical condition until the 1980s. And I was reading an article which was published in the Washington times in the 1980s and it spoke about a woman who was feeling really low during winter and she was almost dysfunctional and they put out almost like an advert being like if anybody feels like this we would like to hear from you to contribute to research and they said that they didn't expect to really have any responses and they had over 3,000 responses from people saying that that's how they felt as well so kind of from there it was obvious that this is a condition that a lot of people suffer from so. Yeah it's funny as well because I feel like I'd never actually heard of SAD until like three or four years ago or something and I actually think I saw on Instagram I think I mm-hmm. saw somebody doing like a IGTV about how they suffer from this and blah blah blah, blah. And they're explaining all the symptoms and I was like oh my gosh this is me I have this too and then I feel like more people have kind of even recently started coming forward or just going to the doctors about it or just like speaking to their pals about it because it is quite a common thing. Yeah another interesting thing that I read about it is you typically don't suffer from SAD until your 20s and then I think it's kind of like around that age maybe towards your 40s when you experience it and it is at its worst but then after that it starts to get better as you get older so you know there's light at the end of the tunnel. There's light at the end of the tunnel. (laughs) For all of us. Do you know what? As we've been talking about this, I've just slowly been noticing that it's been getting dark outside the window. And I don't know what it is. I just, I don't understand why it gets dark before five o'clock. I, I hate it. Remember when we used to live in Aberdeen and I feel like some days I honestly got dark at like quarter to four. Hideous. Like, well, thinking about being in Aberdeen actually, um, the further north you go, the more likely you are to suffer from SAD as well. And obviously we were pretty far north. So we wanted to give some tips on how we can kind of help manage this. So the first thing is to learn to communicate with nature. Be at one with the wind in the trees. Become a plant. No, I'm joking. Gosh. (laughs) Very spiritual. Um, But kind of just like make sure you spend as much time as you can, especially in the daylight outside. As we said earlier, kind of I know it's hard when you're like really busy during the day, but like if you can, make sure you go out at lunchtime, make sure you get some steps in, you go on walks. Even in the rain, I feel like that's a hard thing because very often, again, basically Mm. the weather here is just shite, but it rains a lot. And I feel like sometimes I'm like, oh, but it's raining, I can't be bothered. But you actually feel so much better, especially, you know, when you go on a big walk in the rain and you come back and then you get really cozy. Yeah, oh. I know. I think that is such a big thing, trying to not let the weather put you off or else. 
being in Scotland you'll just never go out exactly and at lunchtime that's one of the things I want to try and do at lunch I know we're both quite bad for not taking our lunch breaks but I feel like even getting outside for like half an hour Mm -hmm. will be so good I've been thinking this myself as well that I need to try and implement that so yeah very beneficial another one is maybe just buy more plants for your house or your space or your room or whatever currently sitting in Antonia's flat and there's plants like (laughs) all over the living room and it's lovely it's so nice um, studies have actually shown that houseplants improve concentration and productivity by up to 15%. Concentration and productivity? Apparently. They also reduce stress levels and boost your mood. They absolutely boost my mood. When I look round over the many different species that I have here, each wonderful in its own way, I'm like... I love them. They're like my children. They are like your children. Antonia's a very good plant mum. She like takes cuttings of her family's plants and like creates new ones. And I have killed essentially every single plant that I have ever owned. And it makes me really sad. That is sad. I think there's just something so special about a soft topic, but about having a plant that's grown from somebody else's plant. Do you know what I mean? Like that one over there, like that's cutting from my sister's plant. And I'm like, oh, that's so nice. We've got twins. You've got a, a strong bond yeah. through your spider plants. <laughs> this is lovely. Um, for those of you that also kill plants like me, though, there is. I'm going to tell you three plants that you can buy that are apparently really hard to kill. So there's one called a snake plant. These are all very pretty and nice-looking plants, by the way. I did Google them. Um, that pr- apparently actually thrives off neglect. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, it doesn't like being watered. Like, if you water it, like, once a month, it's fine. It just grows. It's having a good chill time. So that's a good one. Um, also an aloe vera, which obviously yeah. has multi-use. Mm, you could use some of that on your face. Yeah, there's this girl I used to work with, actually. Lol, if she listens to this. That used to bring aloe vera to work. Oh. And then she'd be like, oh, everyone can like, have a bit. She'd bring like, little pots. And it was to do what with? To use on your face. So she would just put it on her face during work? <laughs> no, she'd bring it in so we could oh, like, take it home. As a gift. <laughs> yes, I'm just shoving it on my face during work. Um, and then another one is a Chinese evergreen, which I actually think is that one that you have over there. It's like got really nice pink and um, oh. green leaves, mm. and it's really just stunning. So you know, if you kill plants like me, snake plant, aloe vera, Chinese evergreen, and obviously cacti. Oh, and cacti and succulents. I don't know if they're actually different or not, but I've got some succulents on the windowsill. Oh, stunning. Mm-hmm. They're very nice. Um, anyway, yeah, so the first one is just, you know, try to be at one a wee bit more with with nature and enjoy it. Yeah, and if you're spending so much time indoors, then I think having plants, things like candles as yeah. well, making your space as nice as it can be because you are going to be inside a lot. Like today, um, me and Sean, and when I say me and Sean, I mean Sean, cleaned, like, the whole flat, and it has boosted my mood so much, so. And uh, another thing I would say is make the most of the hobbies that you can have during winter. So if you've got a huge stack of books that you've been wanting to read but you've just never got around to it, now is the time. Snuggle up on the sofa with a hot drink and read. I feel like I definitely read a lot more in winter than I do in summer Mm. so that's good use of time also we quite enjoyed going to yoga over the winter months as well because obviously it's like indoors but it's still communal activity so you're still with other people so if there's any kind of things that you can do that involve other people and you know get you moving at the same time then that's always a good thing and I think last year when we were living in Glasgow when we were feeling quite low when it was turning to winter we tried to make as many things to look forward to so we did quite a lot of festive themed things like we had a night this is so random but we just painted wooden stars (laughs) 
So that we could hang them on our Christmas tree. It was the most fun I've had in ages. We were like, let's get the paints out. I think we bought like metallic paints. Yeah. It was stunning. And honestly, it took us like a couple of hours. Yeah, it, it was like a, a whole time. night. I think we had maybe some wine or we had like hot mm-hmm. chocolate or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like a, an event. Like an event was around these stars. And then we did gin tasting from Charlotte's advent calendar. We did a lot of like Christmas movie nights. But because it's a Christmas film, it feels like it's... Mm-hmm. I, I think I'm going to struggle with this a bit more like this year because I'm, like, I'm back at home living with my parents and not that they don't want to do that with me but I don't want to be like mum and dad let's have like a gin tasting evening and they'll probably be like eh no you can still so, with me well I was going to say so I'm going to be coming around here a lot but that is just like another tip like if you don't live with your pals and stuff like it is nice to just like arrange things to do at the weekends or like arrange things to do during the week that you can properly like look forward to yeah and I think trying to get things not a lot during the week because I know that can be exhausting but maybe like one nice thing in the evening whether it's going to the cinema or going for dinner or something like that yeah you don't realize how much it is gonna like boost your middle I've been so tired this week and I was like I really don't want to do anything during like during the like weekdays mm-hmm. after work and one of my pals was like oh do you want to like go for a drive tonight and like get a hot chocolate from Starbucks and I was like at first I was like, I really can't be bothered. And then I was like, do you know what? I've had such a crap day. Yes. And we went and we literally just drove around and had like hot chocolate. And I felt like I was like 16 on the date. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, this is so weird. But it was so nice just to see someone else and speak about like just other things that you don't speak about with people that you work with. So yeah, do like, if you if you can and if you fill up for it, then it is quite nice doing like one thing during the week. But make sure you don't burn yourself out. Yeah. And obviously with it coming into winter and the Christmas season, I feel like there's so many more things that will be going on in your local area. (laughs) Um, Like I was Googling stuff that you can do in Edinburgh around Christmas time and I'm making Sean come to the Usher Hall with me to watch the RSNO. It's like them doing songs. (laughs) What are the RSNO? (laughs) It's an orchestra. Um, I don't know what I'm saying, but it's like, it's a Christmas themed, it's a snowman and they play snowman songs. (laughs) Okay. This is interesting. <laughs> also, just so everyone knows, Antonia's joined a choir. And it's Charlotte. so cute. Yeah, that's actually been a really Don't nice. be embarrassed, Antonia. You should be thriving off of this. Come on now. That um, has honestly lifted my mood so much because that's a really good winter activity to do because I just go after work and I'm the youngest there by like probably 30 years but everybody is so nice and so welcoming and it's like an hour and 15 minutes and you just go and you sing and people are lovely you speak to people and it is such a mood booster so yeah I've joined a choir so if anybody else likes singing I would highly recommend that you do that as a Christmas time activity um but yeah as I was saying just see what's going on in your local area there's Christmas markets coming up there'll be things going on at the theatre you can go see the RSNO like me and yeah yeah and some other kind of more specific ways to help with SAD is to kind of like add brightness to your space and you know brightness to your life um and there is this thing that apparently works really well and it's like a light box and I think we're not exactly 100% sure what it lets off but it's either some sort of led light or some sort of vitamins or something yeah and basically i think you just sit in front of it for like 10 minutes a day and it apparently like is really really helpful so if anybody is like really suffering then that's definitely a good idea i think you can get them at like john lewis and amazon and stuff so check that out a wee disclaimer maybe and consult your doctor before you buy one of these in case we get sued um but yeah that's one and also i think it's important to make good winter kind of routines especially with sleeping pattern I mean I know it's hard and it's different for some people 
people or whatever but like if you get up later there's less sunlight and all that jazz so I do feel like if you go to bed at a reasonable time get up earlier if you can then that is something that definitely helps and you know we all know the importance of sleep mm-hmm. there's actually a really good podcast episode on feel better live more about the importance of sleep and the impacts of sleep on our mental health and I would definitely urge everyone to go and give that a listen because I learned a lot Yeah, I love his episodes in general. They're very informative. And we also wanted to add in a few tips about just feeling a bit low in general. And one of the things that has been lifting our spirits a bit, you know, with working from home and sitting in joggers all the time and just like not feeling your best is making the effort to get dressed up and dolled up every now and then. Like last weekend, I think it was, I went for lunch with my grandma and my cousin and I was in a bit of a rush, so I was like, oh, I'll just go like straight out of the shower. And then I was like, no, I'm going to take the time to put on some makeup and put on a nice outfit, even though I obviously don't need to. And I felt so much better. I felt so much nicer. I, yeah, it was a good boost. So I think that that can change the way that you're feeling about yourself as well. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that one. I feel like sometimes I underestimate the power of makeup. And I feel like I have this weird stigma around makeup sometimes because I'm like, oh, I feel natural and I don't need to wear loads of makeup. And then I'm like, makeup makes me feel good. I'm going to put on loads of makeup today and I'm going to feel so much better in myself and I'm not going to have big bags under my eyes because I put (laughs) concealer on and I'm going to look good, okay? And yeah, I totally agree with you. Or just like even having, when you have like random plans, like you said, that you don't, have to dress up for Mm -hmm. but you know it'll make you feel better like if you're going on a walk with your friend especially here I feel like it's so important to have like nice coats oh yes absolutely because nobody can see what you're wearing underneath like if you're on a walk everyone's just gonna be looking at your coats and usually I just chuck something on the other day I was like I'm gonna wear my nice long like white bougie coat today to go on a walk because it's gonna make me feel nice and it did and it was worth it yeah take the time to put effort into yourself um there's this youtuber that i watch and she obviously is a youtuber so she works from home all the time and she gets into like full outfits every single day and when i say full outfit i mean like dresses dresses and skirts and does like full makeup and full hair like she looks amazing every single day that she's working from home because she's like i just i want to feel good like i want to be productive and that's Mm -hmm obviously what works for her I am not saying I love I mean I love sitting at home in my joggers working but Mm -hmm. sometimes it's not about who else sees you it's about how you see yourself and how you feel Mm -hmm. and another one for me and Antonia actually as well is cooking I feel like cooking makes me feel so much better whenever I'm feeling crap one because I actually feel like I've done something productive and two because it's just nice to have a nice home-cooked meal and three because I just like cooking but you don't have to be good at cooking to cook I feel like a lot of people have this thing where they say like oh I'm not gonna cook because I'm not good at cooking or whatever but see if you're just like following a recipe I feel like there's something really therapeutic about it. So mm-hmm. going through step by step and you kind of have to concentrate and you kind of have to take the time to make sure that everything doesn't go wrong. So you're not thinking about all these other things. And I don't know, I just really enjoy getting a wee recipe book out, getting some tunes on and just having a good time. Yeah. And then getting to obviously eat it afterwards. But yeah, I feel like cooking, especially on a Sunday, is just... Oh, doing that, doing like a good meal on a Sunday is just... That is therapy. When you do a Sunday roast or something that's just a wee bit more bougie, you're like, wow. Mm, stunning. What yeah. are you having for dinner tonight? I don't know, I'm going to my friend's house for dinner. Oh, so you are? 
Are you home for dinner? You're cooking. I am cooking. I haven't had to cook yet. But you love cooking. <laughs> <laughs> I do love cooking. I'm going to remember. I might make a roast, but the thing is, the, the, uh, this is really not going slightly against my point. just takes a really long time to oh make a God. roast. No, I just do such an easy roast for anybody that's interested. I just do chicken legs, but like the whole leg, like the thigh and the leg, not like a, do you know what I mean? Yeah, not like a drumstick. Yeah. That's all the chicken that I do. <laughs> Does that make sense? So you don't need to cook a whole chicken. Just shove that. No, it doesn't. It doesn't take long, Charlotte. You just <laughs> shove in the chicken. Shove in, and I, and I get baby potatoes, right? Yeah. To be fair, it's usually the roast potatoes yeah, that take long. Right. Rest. Okay. And they're still so good. The baby potatoes just roast them in carrots, parsnips. Everything goes in the oven at the same time. Everything's ready at the same time. Okay. Well, so good. It's so easy. The student will become the master soon. Mm. Um, but yeah, so cooking's another one. If you want to get into cooking or baking or whatever, then definitely recommend that. I 100% agree with that. And moving on to our final thing, what we have both been finding useful when we've been feeling quite low is to try and think about the things that we are grateful for and to practice gratitude. We've spoken about this in the podcast before, but I think when I'm in like quite a negative headspace, just stopping and taking the time to think, okay, it's quite a crappy day, but there is so much to be grateful for. So talking about practicing gratitude, we are actually going to have a new segment at the end of our podcast episodes where we ask each other what you are grateful for today. Because it's good vibes. It gives a boost. It maybe sounds a bit cringy, but it actually does a lot for me. And we invite you, listeners, (laughs) to think about what you're grateful for when you listen. So... Charlotte, what are you grateful for today? Today, I am very grateful for the sunshine because it has been glorious. And you know when, like, those crisp autumn days when the leaves are crunchy and the sun is shining and you just feel really warm inside and you've got a bloody woolly hat on and you're cosy and I just, I love the sun. I actually love the winter sun. I think it's sometimes even better than the summer sun. Um, so today I'm grateful for for the sun. What are you grateful for? I am grateful for the opportunity to live in a new city and spend weekends in Edinburgh with my friends and doing things I enjoy. So, yeah. I like that. That's very nice. Thank you. Lovely. Um, before we, you know, head off, um, we wanted to let you guys know that we're having a little bit of a change in schedule. As we have moaned about frequently in this episode. <laughs> we are now two very, very busy gals who are going to slightly struggle with um, recording and editing all within a week. It takes so, a long time. It does. It takes a goddamn long I hope time. you guys bloody appreciate this. It's bloody stressful sometimes, but it's fine because we enjoy it. But yeah, so we will now be uploading our podcast every second Sunday. And we hope that you guys you know, can get on board with that and that you come back and you listen again for season three because we really appreciate it and we're just so glad to be back podcasting again. Yes, definitely. We are super excited to be back and looking forward to doing season three. So with that being said, Charlotte, as per usual, are you going to round us off with a cheesy quote? Of course, my favourite of the episode. This week's cheesy quote is, make happiness a priority and be gentle with yourself in the process. I love that. And that is something that we are going to try and implement in our own lives. So thank you so much for listening. And hopefully we will see you all again next week. Bye. Bye. Woohoo.